Welcome to Chronic Curiosity. This episode, we are sitting down with Mike Mancheck. He is the owner of Mancheck Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy here in Worcester, Ohio. Uh, yeah, his last name is spelled M-A-N-C-H-A-K. You can find them at mbjja.com, on Facebook, Mancheck Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy, and on Instagram, Mancheck underscore BJJ. This episode goes a, a tad long, so we're going to split them up and get the second part next week. But until then, enjoy. Good, yeah. And I'm I'm all about the sharing and the camaraderie. Yeah, that comes with the bourbons and yeah. the whiskeys. Oh yeah. All right, I think we're uh, we're all set. We're good. You ready? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and here we go, Mr. Mike Manchek. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, so you are the, uh, and we'll go down many paths, I'm sure, but the the owner of um, the Brazilian Jiu Academy here yeah. in Worcester. Yeah, super cool. Um, I'm really excited to to talk about that. Um, Tony made sure he lectured me to to do some research <laughs> on Jiu Jitsu before you came, and I was like, I think I, I think I know just enough. Yeah, to sound like a real dumbass talking yeah. to someone like you. <laughs> so that's 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 my level of knowledge at that point. No. So. Um, but we'll get into that too. And a bunch of other stuff I yeah. want to talk to you and ask you about, but, uh, of course, you know, any, um, I guess I, we could start with that. What the, the history on, you know, how, how you got into that. Yeah. Cause that's not like a path. No, it's not, you know, a, a path that many go down and, and to be at the level you are yeah. is not a small feat. Yeah. It's, um, you know, jujitsu in general, it's a, it's a real, it's a real, uh, it's got a real cult following, obviously, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're in the know, you know, um, and, but for a lot of people, it's, uh, it kind of gets a little bit lost nowadays with, you know, mixed martial arts and, and, you know, and all the other martial arts. So it's, it's, it's either on, on one end, you're, uh, you're like a woo woo martial artist, right? Where you're, you're breaking boards in your garage and, and <laughs> learning on, how to like off, kill people stuff, with your cheek. <laughs> or, uh, or, you know, you're a cage fighter on the other side. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, I mean, just to backtrack, I guess, not to get off, uh, onto that, but I, uh, I got into it, um, geez, about probably at this point, it's been 13 or 14 years ago. Um, actually started, I started at, uh, at an MMA gym, um, and I was actually involved in the MMA side of things for um, probably about a year and a half. Um, and then, you know, the path kind of brought me down. The gym and ended up closing its doors kind of abruptly, and um, I liked it so much. I mean, I, I loved combat sports, and I think, you know, being a little, being a little kid, I remember um, – I remember one of my mom's boyfriends had all his biker friends over and they had, I think it was UFC three. They had ordered it on pay-per-view. And I remember, <laughs> I remember sneaking out of my room and watching it and seeing this, this little guy in what looked like to me, a karate uniform. I was going to say, did he come out in the bathroom? Cause yeah. that's, that was my first memory <laughs> yep. too. Yeah, oh he God. did. He, he came out, he wore the gi, you know, wore the gi out to, uh, to the ring, fought in it and, uh, you know, destroyed everybody. And, and I mean, the rest is kind of history and not to get it. I'm not, 
I'm not a historian of, of jujitsu or combat sports, but I know enough to, to really respect it. But, um, was it, was that the, was it Hoist Gracie? Was that the, it was Hoist Gracie. It was. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. with a little, the Gracie train, they come out on right. each other's shoulders. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I really kind of gravitated towards, I liked, I liked, um, the grappling portion obviously a lot i was never you know i i wrestled a little bit in middle school but never really took it you know took it to heart or anything like okay. that that's um, what i was wondering it wasn't like a thing you were no, going through high school and no wrestling no and just kind of i back into it yeah yeah i mean i wasn't a i wasn't much of an athlete in high school i, I ran track and stuff um i played football you know when i was younger but uh i uh yeah once the once the mma gym closed up i i sought out um my actual, you know, formal jujitsu training was in Akron with, uh, with Eduardo, um, Eduardo Bajos. I think I'm saying that right. We, Eduardo Barros, but the Brazilian pronunciations gotcha. are a little different. Um, uh, I found him, uh, and you know, that was really like, in my opinion, that was like the beginning of my journey, you know? Um, cause he's, I mean, he's as legit as it gets. Um, the Brazilian national champ. I mean, he had accolades, you name it, he had them. And he was a real, at that time, he was one of, one of very few actual black belts in Brazilian jiu-jitsu around. Um, so yeah, I started there, uh, started training with him and, you know, the, 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 you know, I, I say martial arts, every time I say martial arts, I, 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 I don't know, I kind of feel weird saying it because, um, like I said, you kind of get lumped in with a lot of different things. <laughs> and to me, it's, it's, you know, it's so much more than that. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, so I, I, I met Eduardo, I went and uh, started training with him. And to this day, I mean, he's, he's top, top tier. I have so much respect for him. And, um, I trained with him up until I got my purple belt. And then, um, I started training with one of his black belts, a guy named Matt Waterhouse. And, uh, and I mean, I was training a lot. I was training like seven days a week at that time. Um, yeah. And then from, from moving from, uh, Eduardo's to Matt's, I, I, uh, trained, got my black belt in, uh, 2017, the beginning of 2017. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I always say it's the most, um, it's probably the most rewarding thing I've done, you know, outside of, you know, having kids and, and married and everything. I say that really, you know, my wife would probably be happy with the way I'm talking about that. But, uh, the most individualistic yes, thing that you've done. I, yes. can, I can appreciate what you're saying. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's the most rewarding. And at the same time, it's definitely the most demanding thing I've ever done. Um, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a very difficult path. That's for sure. But at the same time, it's really rewarding. It's not, and it's different than most martial arts where you see, you know, there's no, there's no 10 year old black belts in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I mean, there's definitely like, you know, there's youth that does it, but, uh, to be a black belt, there's certain, there's certain like baseline credentials like you have to be at least, uh, 18 years old. Um, and you know, if you're a black belt, you're, you know, there's an exception, obviously. I mean, there's a couple knuckleheads out there, but if you're a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt with a, um, with an actual lineage, uh, that checks out, I mean, it's legit. 
you know. Right. So that's so there's I mean there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there yeah, for, yeah. I know, know, I know. I was trying to like how do I keep no, this yeah, in so, it? No, yeah, I, I so I guess that's part of some of the for a lot of people that don't understand, um, and this is just me mm. kind of summarizing it yeah. from what I know. Like I yeah. said, I make myself look like a dumbass. <laughs> um so you know, ju- particularly Brazilian jujitsu yeah. is essentially you know, grappling and kind of like a, a mix of grappling and wrestling in submission holds. Yeah. It's not, you know, impact. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. kicking each other in the face and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's, it's a little different than most, than a lot of martial arts. Yes. Or, there's no striking. Yes. Um, so there, there's, and that, and the, you talked about, you know, being a black belt, you know, so it takes, you know, close to 10 years mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. so and and then you talk about the lineage too so yes. i had a lot of questions like yeah. so the lineage piece of it is um from my understanding you have to actually be able to trace you know the the people you trained under mm-hmm. all the way back to is it is it like japan because is it yeah like or like is it just the brazilian part of it because it didn't originally come out of japan like it, so there's a, yeah. there's so much there i don't think a lot of people understand yeah. like they look at martial arts and karate and stuff mm. and they're like, Oh, karate kid. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Like it's, you're just out there in bathrobes and you do yes. that stuff. But that's not, that's not, yes. that's not no, what it, no. that's not what it is. Yeah. It, 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 you're right too. And it, it, it is. Um, so I, I think that is one thing, you know, that sets Brazilian jujitsu apart from a lot of other martial arts where I can trace my lineage back to essentially the source. Um, and that was always, I always took a lot of pride. And I think anybody that's a black belt, that's a legitimate black belt, um, takes a lot of pride in who, who gave them their black belt and so on and so forth, who gave them their black belt. Um, yeah. And, and you could technically trace it all the way back to Japan. I, um, you know, on my website, I make sure I, um, I I have my lineage on there for sure, uh, but I stop at Carlos Gracie. You could go farther than that. You could go to to Maeda, or uh, you know Kano. Some of the some of the other um, that 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 list starts getting long. At the same time, it starts getting a little fuzzy. Um, right. And so, you know, for me, where Brazilian Jiu Jitsu started was in Brazil. You know what I mean? Um, and there are still practitioners that that practice. You know. Japanese jujitsu and uh all due respect to them but um it's a little different it's now, uh does that involve striking yeah or is it how how is it different beats me it- <laughs> <laughs> I you know no I hate to say that but um uh I would say I would say the thing that really separates um that separates a lot of these martial arts is um in judo they call it randori uh but it's, it's the sparring aspect. It's the sparring and the competition aspect. Um, is it tested? Can you do it against an opponent going full go? Gotcha. Um, and that's where jujitsu, you know, and not even in my opinion, it's been proven time and time and time and time again. That's where jujitsu separates itself. You know, if you go into, you know, most and not all not all there there's definitely some traditional martial arts and and i say traditional meaning like uh um karate taekwondo um i mean those are the two that stick out yeah i mean even judo you could put that in there but um that you know there's there's very little emphasis on on the sparring aspect and we call it rolling um but i think that's what separates 
it's the practicality of it. It's you know, I can, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a very, uh, uh it, it's a nice part of it, but yeah. And, and that's the thing, like I can, um, you know, I can take anybody that walks off the street and comes through the doors, you know, if, if, if you know, they want to roll, we can do it. I don't, you know, it's not like you see those like phony martial arts videos online and they're like, well, I can't, you know, I don't want to train with you or I'd kill you with these moves. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you should be able to control yeah, yourself enough, right? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, and I think a lot of people, especially people that aren't in this, like in heavily involved in the sport, um, the Gracie family, which is, I mean, everybody owes, everybody that does jujitsu nowadays owes a lot to them because, I mean, you could argue that they owe everything to them because they really, they really brought the art to the forefront. Um, and to be honest, the jujitsu as we know it today, um, is, it, it's all because of that family and, and their contributions to, to make the sport what it is. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people, it's, it, it's, it's easy to get mixed up because, you know, you have, uh, you have sports like judo, which if you look at it on face value, it, it looks very similar to what we do. I mean, you, we wear very similar uniforms. Um, but in traditional, you, uh, in traditional judo, you have, uh, they call it, uh, niwaza, which is, it's the ground aspect of judo. And I think it was in like the, I want to say the 1920s. Um, they started altering the rules of judo to make it more, well, there's a, there's a whole backstory with that, but, uh, they altered the rules to have less emphasis on the ground aspect of the sport and more emphasis on the standup. And a lot of that stemmed from, um, it was actually, from my understanding, it was a cultural thing. Um, and they did it, they did it for a lot of different reasons. Uh, mainly there was, there was this, this thought that the, you know, the ground was dirty and if you're rolling around on the ground, you know, you're not proper, you're not, uh, you're not, you know, you're not a gentleman per se. And they, they made adjustments to the rules over the years that, um, you know, the sense, like I said, the, the like 1920s or so, um, that kind of, it pushed judo into this very specific, very, um, uh, you know, I would say a, 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 in, in some regard, a watered down version of what it used to be. Now there are very, very, very tough judo practitioners nowadays. Um, and you know, you'd be hard pressed if, if somebody's a black belt in judo, it's the same. I mean, the timeline, how long it takes to get your black belt in judo is, is not as long as jujitsu. I don't know. There's no other martial art that it takes as long to get your black belt. It took me, it took me nine years, uh, to get my black belt. And that was a lot of training. Now I, I took so it seems pretty off. quick from what everything that I've kind of seen. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's pretty, maybe not quick, efficient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to discount it. No, but. no. I, um, yeah, it, I mean, I, you know, I, I was, I felt, I always felt like I, I kind of had a knack for it and then, yeah, but on average it takes at, at the least usually 10 years to get your black belt, unless you're like a very special specific, you know, there's, there's anomalies in every sport, you right. know what I mean? Or like, right. he's a very, he's a big exception to the rule, but, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like the, the Gracie's were probably an exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to be fair, they, the Gracie's took, uh, they took, you know, judo or, or as, as a lot of them is what we refer to as jujitsu and they molded it and they had, there was more of a focus on the ground aspect. Um, and, and really for them, it was a focus on practicality. Um, 
you know, not so much conforming to a rule set um, or anything like that. I mean, you can you can see it right off the bat when you look at the early UFCs when Hoist went in there. There was no rule against like not being able to punch Hoist because he was wearing a gi or because he knew right. jujitsu. Um, and jujitsu was still effective. I mean, it just shows how powerful the, yeah, the well, martial art is. Like when you mentioned, you know, the first influences. I remember watching, you know, UFC when I was mm -hmm. younger and. And you see this dude coming out looking like he just like walked off of like a porn set with the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he's got this yeah, bathrobe. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, who, who are these guys? Like, and then all of a sudden they get put in the ring with this dude. And you're like, well, this guy's going to get smeared. Right. Karate kid out here thinking he's a badass. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, he's unconscious. <laughs> oh, that guy is a badass. Like, yeah. and he didn't even hit him once. Like, it's that's, amazing. It's impressive. Yeah. And like, I've heard it, you know, kind of described as the, um, you know the chess of of fighting yeah you know and so that that i guess that's what kind of got me really interested and really excited to mm -hmm. talk to you about it because yeah. it's like there's there's so many kind of different aspects of jujitsu from what i've seen yeah you know, compared to different fighting where it's 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 it almost seems like just as much of a mental game if not more of a mental oh, game absolutely. Than a physical game absolutely so yeah i always and i always tell people and new students that come in um it's funny because I probably, you know, everybody I talk to about coming to train, they, you know, it's always, it's always a couple of things that everybody has, you know, it's always like, I want to, I got to get in better shape before I come in. Um, and you know, you wouldn't do that anywhere else. Like I got to get in shape before I go That's to the gym or anything. For, right? like, yeah. <laughs> and it is. And I always tell them, you know, I, I never, I never discredit somebody wanting to get in better shape, you know, cause it, 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 I, in anything you do, you want to be the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, so no matter what you're doing, whether you're doing jujitsu or, or any sport or any pastime, I mean, I'm a hard charger. I like to, everything I do, I do it, you know, 120%, um, in a very, you know, very focused way. But, um, I think, uh, yeah, jujitsu is, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very technical sport. Um, it is definitely chess. Um, but what I always tell people after they come in and it's everybody, there's always a resounding the same, the same conclusion everybody comes to after they've been coming for, you know, a couple weeks or so it's, it's the fraternity that you didn't know you needed. Um, and it's so nowadays it's so hard to find something like that. And I think that's why, you know, people gravitate towards, you know, uh, CrossFit or, or, you know, whatever pastime you're into it, right. it makes, it's nice to feel like it's somewhere where you can, you can really belong. And there's a, there's a camaraderie and, uh, you know, your teammates over the years, I mean, all my teammates now, especially all my guys, since I've, I've grown my school a little bit. I mean, everybody that's in there training with me is, is like a brother to me, you know, they, um, you know, I have their back no matter what. And it's just, it's, there's very few things in life that where you can really go and just you can forget about the world for a couple hours and, and, uh, and it, and I was just talking about this today, but, uh, especially with all the chaos in the world right now, um, you know, on every level, you know what I mean? <laughs> Culturally, everything like that. But I was just saying, like, I don't know any of the political leanings of anybody that I train with and I know them very, very well. You don't care. And I don't want to know exactly <laughs> because we're, you know, and I think it's just, it speaks to human nature in general like i think society could use more more of that and at the end of the day like 
if I can do anything to help anything, I mean, if, if I can contribute to that part of it, I'm doing something right. But right. it's it's kind of like an afterthought. We're doing jujitsu first, then you get all that stuff on the back <laughs> right. end, you know. And then you realize it happened. Well, that's you know, it's yeah. it's funny, Tony and I. We've talked about this. I mean, more times than we've ever talked about it in the past month and a half mm. doing this here mm -hmm. and, you know, talking about just seeing people and the more conversations we have with people, it's just, you realize that, you know, I don't know if it was technology or the internet mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever no, it no, is. Yeah. I mean, he's just like I did the Walmarts. Yeah. The internet. I heard that pluralization. Yeah, that, that was on purpose. That was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's the internet is be, is is becoming just as ridiculous as the Walmart's, true. you know. <laughs> so it's like, true. and it's there's just no more true face value there. Yeah, you know. And I and so we've had that discussion a ton of times where it's like people, I feel like people just need something. They they're so disconnected. They do. We we feel like we're so connected because yeah. we're able to pick up our phone and go, mm -hmm. oh, do do do. I'm connected mm -hmm. to you now. Like oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah in their 30 second clip, whatever, but maybe that's why everyone's, why everyone hates somebody so much. I, I would completely <laughs> you know? agree too. And it, and it's, uh, and even more so, um, you know, I think a lot of people's version of themselves on the internet is not completely who they actually are. Um, you know, and, and whether that's good or bad, um, more often than not, it's not good, but, um, <laughs> um, but I think, a, a, you know, something like what, what I do, um, it, it's very, it's very pure, you know, and there's no, it's, it's, I mean, politics can come and not politics, meaning actual politics, but the politics of, of jujitsu are, are, um, they're still there. I mean, I've had to deal with it through my journey. I mean, there's, um, there's little spats you get in with different people and like, you people. know, misunderstandings and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. It's, it's, it's kind of human nature, but at the same time, it's, um, there's so much easier to resolve, uh, you know, with something like we said, like with, with that face value, um, and we're all there for the same thing. And I think as a coach and as a, you know, as a business owner, um, it's always, it, I think that's the biggest responsibility I have, um, over, you know, being a good instructor, over producing good athletes, it's uh, fostering a good environment where people feel comfortable to come in and look forward to coming to class. Because I remember, you know, when I first started coming to jujitsu, it was like, that was all I thought about. I mean, that was all I looked forward to all day. And I see that, like, that spark in people. And I tell you what, there's days where I'm like, man, you know, like I'm tired, you know, I worked all day and now I got to go, you know what I mean? I got to go teach. And it's all washed away within like the first two minutes of me walking through those doors. Um, and it's just, it's, it's so important to create an environment like that. And not, like I said, even more so nowadays, um, I mean, it's, it's really important to have something like that and, and I take a lot of pride in that. I really do no, I more so than anything, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. And you talk about the camaraderie thing too. I think it's a couple of the comments you mentioned kind of made me think of something I heard. It was someone talking about when they were younger, um, you know, they grew up in a terrible household mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they were poor, you know, basically did everything they could just to be presentable for school. Right. You know, abusive father, and this, that, and all everything. And, you know, they would go to school 
And then they would see the kids sitting next to them and next to them and they seemed happy and, you know, they got nice clothes on or whatever. And, you know, they would compare themselves to that person's image. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what was going on in that kid's life. They yeah. didn't know anything, but they looked at him like, well, that kid must be happier than me mm. because I know what I'm going through. And he doesn't look like he's going through that. So that like, and it kind of go into the, you know, being able to resolve, you know, kind of some of those conflicts on with jujitsu and the, the, what it is, mm -hmm. it just seems like you could get in there and just, even if they're, you almost get to know somebody through playing that chess game with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And it's yep. just pure. Like you said, it just, it seems so awesome it, like the environment from every everybody i've heard that's done it and mm -hmm. it's yeah a different kind of yeah that's i mean that i always i mean i'm always preaching the gospel of jujitsu it's it's <laughs> uh it's you know it's a, it's a powerful thing and it's it's weird because you know i think jujitsu i mean modern brazilian jujitsu we've retained we've retained all the all the classic martial arts um undertones Right, we we have a tremendous amount of respect for, um, you know, the academy, the mat, your training partners. Um, it is a sacred place for a lot of people. Um, but I think it's even more powerful because it none of it's forced. Like when you walk into my class, you don't have to bow. We don't have to, you know, be silent when I'm talking. You don't have to address me as sensei. Um, you know, some, some academies kind of lean on, on, on that a little bit more. I mean, there's a, it's like anything, there's a specific terms for everything. Like it, like a, a gym's called an academy rather than a dojo and an instructor's called a professor, but I've never gravitated towards those terms at all. And I never really felt comfortable. Anybody calling me professor. I mean, I've had people call me <laughs> professor, even coach. It's like, eh, okay. You know what I mean? Because is there I do a reason for that. Like, is there the deviation and the, I understand the, yes. the, the, the origination of, mm -hmm. you know, sensei and those kind mm -hmm. of, you know, from the origination, yeah. of, you know, back in the day, whatever, but what's the, what's the devi why that, the deviation? That's a great for question. So there, there is a, there is a specific reason for the deviation. It's and and everybody will, you know, most people in general will say, you know, it's, it's, it's all like when, when jujitsu left Japan, um, so Japanese culture, we're all familiar with how with Japanese culture for the most part, uh, at least on the surface. Um, when it came when Brazil when jujitsu came to Brazil, it got meshed with surf culture. Um, so it was a lot less about all those rigid structured, you know, things that uh, that were you know ingrained in the sport. And it wasn't even a sport then; it was it was a martial art. You know what I mean? Um, but the culture of Brazil influenced what Brazilian jiu-jitsu became. And it sounds it sounds kind of silly because, of course, it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's what we call it now. Right. But I think it's a it's a big reason why Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms are laid back and they're not run like traditional martial arts academies. Um, but all the same things are there. You know what I mean? You don't have to bow to me to show me respect. You show me respect by showing up every day, by putting in the time. I can see it. I don't need, I don't need a validation, uh, you calling me sensei or anything like that. You can call me Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> call me whatever, you know? Um, 
but yeah, to answer your question, like I said, surf culture in, in Brazil and I, I would say Brazilian culture in general really influenced how it, how it, uh, disseminated from Brazil and how it spread across the world. And, uh, there's a great, there's a bunch of great podcasts about, you know, this type of topic. Um, there's a guy named Robert Drysdale who, um, who's actually making a documentary right now. Uh, it's in the process of getting finished. It's called, it's going to be called close guard, but he dives into kind of that, the past of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the origins and how it, uh, and how it kind of morphed over the years into what it is today. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, you know, that's what we owe to the Brazilians as far as, I mean, we owe a lot to the Brazilians with this sport. I mean, I still call it Brazilian jiu-jitsu. There's, there's a little bit of a movement nowadays to, um, to kind of like nationalize it. To, there's a couple guys that want to call it American jiu-jitsu because uh, there's a lot of really good, really talented uh, practitioners that are coming out of America and not to get too deep in the weeds, but um, there has been more of an emphasis on certain styles now that it's... I was say, is it changing? It, it, changing? Ha it has, it, yeah, it, it has changed. Uh, but there's been a little bit of a, of a shift in, uh, in, in jiu-jitsu styles. There's more focus on leg locks. There's more focus on uh, incorporating more wrestling into the game, which is kind of... Um, you know, more wrestling makes sense because we're such a wrestling heavy culture around gotcha. here. It makes sense for us. Now, I heard something about that recently. Yeah. Um, in passing, I just caught it and yeah. just that you said it brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were talking about the more leg lock stuff mm. and how, you know, I, and I, didn't quite understand at all, but yeah, essentially that it it's was, shop talk with a lot of that yeah, stuff. And yeah. the, but, but I did catch up when they were talking about it's how the, there's a lot that's moving to more leg lock stuff mm -hmm. and how the different advantages and this, that, whatever. But then somebody made the comment of, well, do you think after a long enough time that it's going to go back mm. flipping around because all right, well, people don't have a, a good defense system for, mm -hmm. you know, these leg lock maneuvers yeah. and stuff and these different things. So yeah. then you start learning that and then it sways one way and then, mm it'll come back or turn into something else. That's spot on. It really is. I mean, um, a lot of these things and you see it, if you're, if you're an MMA fan at all, um, you see these cycles of, of champions and it's a really good, uh, it's a really good indicator of how the sport progresses and how it changes and how it adapts. And, uh, you know, at, at one point you'll have all the UFC champions will be former collegiate wrestlers. You know what I mean? And then at another point, all, you know, champions will be, you know, K1 champions, like, or Muay Thai champions. Um, and it, and it morphs like that. Uh, but you're spot on like jujitsu. I think the current state of jujitsu, um, leg locks are hot right now. Um, and I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of promotions that allow a, a specific rule set um, and not super specific, basically they go a longer time limit. Um, and there's no, there's no point system. So it's submission only. So whoever submits the other guy wins. Okay. Um, and that lends itself to leg locks a little more. Um, and like I said, not to get in the weeds too much with it, but, um, uh, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I, I think it, I think it will circle back around. I think the, as, as the sport kind of changes and and more more practitioners adopt this leg lock system there's there's a there's a couple really really strong club 
first and foremost, it's uh, it's the Danaher Death Squad out of New York, uh, Henzel Gracie's Academy. There's an offshoot of that, a guy named John Danaher, and uh, he's kind of responsible for this big boom. Um, some like standout guy, Gordon Ryan, Gary Tonin, um, his brother, Nicky Ryan, um, a lot of that. I mean, those guys kind of spearheaded it. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. I mean, it's kind of like we're a little bit divided on the jujitsu front. They don't like it because um, Gordon's a personality, kind of like a con- the oh, Conor God. McGregor of our sport. <laughs> okay, enough said. So, <laughs> uh, love him or hate him, though. I mean, but if he whoops your ass, he whoops your ass. <laughs> he, I tell you what, man, he's got some of the most beautiful jujitsu out there. I mean, I have my own personal favorite uh, practitioners. I love Hafa Mendez. I mean, first and foremost, uh, Gordon's great to watch um but a lot of people a lot of the more traditional uh jujitsu guys they don't like all the you know all the disrespect because gordon talks a lot of shit i mean he really does <laughs> but i will say he's probably the highest paid jujitsu guy out there because he puts people he makes people tune in you know right like you want to see you want to tune in. it's like F- the floyd mayweather effect you know people tune in to want to they want to see him get beat yeah. Yeah, and he's good <laughs> you know what i mean more so yeah. than they want to see him succeed um but yeah, uh, it's kind of like um, like John Jones with the UFC. Like, yes, it's like man, I really want to dislike that guy, but it is how can you beautiful. argue? It, it is beautiful watching him fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's he's a freak. I mean, um, yeah, what what a time, what a time for the sport. There's a lot. So of it sounds like you stuff. just need to find out what's next. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the ultimate question. Yeah, and and well, it's it's weird too because I will say the leg locks have gotten hot lately, but they're not new. Right, they've been around for a long time, and and most most people that are uh, you know in the sport um, have a good understanding of what it is. Now there are, there are new. There's new things that come out all the time, but at its core, it's, it's already been done. It really has. I mean, none of this stuff is new. And even on, and even on, uh, um, even the new positions and and the popular positions that uh, that get brought in, they've they've probably been done, you know, a thousand years ago by somebody. Well, you can only do so much with your body. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and, I, and that's what I love about the sport too, because I mean, it, it is. I mean, at its core, it's probably one of the most ancient sports ever. It's it's grappling. It's wrestling. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. You know you did it's, that before weapons were ever a thing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and and I think you know, as long as mankind's been around, and and you know, people have had blood and testosterone in their veins. Like this has been a part of our culture ever since. And I think that's at the same time, it's probably the same thing that that draws people to this sport because there is something I think innate that um that you know we all have that that kind of you know kind of makes you gravitate towards that and especially nowadays it's it's amazing because all this talk you have about uh you know toxic masculinity and stuff like that i tell you what in a sport where um you know it's probably one of the most overt masculine sports out there you know what i mean you're grab you're trying to choke somebody unconscious or break a limb i mean on its surface it's like what a barbaric thing to do but i will say i mean i you know you leave class and and you know any any little ounce of masculinity you have is probably gone uh (laughs) it's the ultimate ego check you can't walk in there Uh, i remember when i first started and i was like well 
you know, I'm probably at least like purple belt level. I could probably tap all it. No, it's still the same. I got beat by a white belt and it was like the other guys, <laughs> like second week. And it was just, it's just part of it. And it's, I think more, especially nowadays with like, I said, not to get too far into it, but the way, the way all the cultural turmoil is and, and, uh, I think more, more, especially men, you know, I think women have a, have a, have a place in this sport. I, I, I respect everybody that walks through my door. That's a, that's a girl. And then that there, there's a, there's a growing, there's a growing number of girls that, that get in our sport that, uh, that excel. And I, I love it. I love to see it. And, and they're exactly the same. I've been beaten up. Oh my gosh. When I was, when I was coming up, I, there was a girl that was a purple belt and she used to, oh, she used to whoop my, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. And, and I tell you what, what a way to check your own ego. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's fascinating to see, but I guess it's, uh, after you do jujitsu and after you learn jujitsu, especially jujitsu, I mean, any combat sport, but jujitsu is like kind of the, uh, in, you know, I'm a little biased, but it's, it's, Naturally. it's the ultimate, you know, it's the ultimate ego check because it's, uh. I think a lot of people, especially a lot of guys walk around nowadays thinking they know how to handle themselves in a bad situation. Um, and it's so funny. You read it all the time. They're like, you know, oh, if I got my hands on this person, you know, oh, I would, you know, bring hellfire down on them. And it's like, why, why do you think, why would you think that? Yeah, like you have some, yeah. something else in your head that like, you know, my mentality, bro, it's my mentality. <laughs> um, but it's all the same, you know what I mean? And and it's 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 a it's a it's a fascinating change you'll see when when people start training. Um, I always call it a it's a bell curve. When you start training jujitsu, um, you don't know what you don't know, so you're just going. You know what I mean? And then you get humbled very very quickly, um, <laughs> and then it starts going to. Um, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. And then you start understanding what you don't know. And it's terrifying. You're like, <laughs> oh, oh, I just got beat by a person that weighs 80 pounds less than me. And I don't know, I, you know, where does the sport even, yeah. you know what I mean? How am I supposed to learn how exactly. to do that? Exactly. <laughs> and then in a long enough timeline, you kind of arrive back at the, back at where you started, but you, you don't know what you know, you know, you, you've done it for so long right. that, um, you know, you're, you're kind of prepared for anything. Um, so it's the ultimate, I mean, in my, my humble opinion, <laughs> it's the ultimate, uh, it's the ultimate martial art. It's the ultimate form of self-defense and, and Joe Rogan, I mean, he's a great ambassador for our sport. It really is. I mean, with his reach nowadays right. and kind of putting it out there, I've had more people come in because of him, which it's really great. And I mean, I've been in the sport a long time before Joe Rogan's been preaching it for sure. But, um, I think that was right around like 2013 or so when, when he really, started growing his podcast and, right. and you know, it, it really came to the fold, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he just had Lex on like a, a few episodes ago and, and it was interesting because Lex was asking him, he was kind of getting in the weeds about jujitsu a little bit. And I like hearing, hearing, you know, somebody at that, you know, celebrity level now, like what he thinks about some of this stuff, but he asked him and I get this question a lot, you know, what's better for self-defense? Is it A or B, you know? And it's always jujitsu or this, you know what I mean? Um, and in that particular sense, it was jujitsu or Krav Maga. And, 
And if you're familiar with Krav Maga at all, it's it's a uh, it's an Israeli. It's actually a military hand to hand combat form of hand to hand combat, uh, which I have a lot of respect for. I actually took uh, two classes uh, long, long, long time ago, and not that that's anything to like give me a you know <laughs> so I can talk about it. Well, I've never that. taken a jujitsu class. Yeah. So no, no, no. <laughs> you know, you, so you know more about that yeah. than I know about shit. But it's obviously. weird because it's it's. Uh, I feel like people always have this. It's a. It's almost like a conversation on paper where it's like, well, jujitsu has no strikes, um, and Krav Maga teaches you how to like bite and and punch and and <laughs> kick people <laughs> in the balls and like you know yeah and to like really to do these like quote unquote forbidden techniques and. Uh, and it's it's always those arguments, and I thought Joe was kind of alluding to this, and he kind of kind of got around to it in in a very Joe Rogan way. He doesn't pull money punches when he talks about that kind of stuff, but um, those conversations are always presented by people that haven't trained, because I always tell people, and I always ask everybody that comes and trains with us, um, you know, in the middle of that roll, because we roll pretty hard, we do. It's uh, you know, it's not. Uh, we're not uh it's not a leisurely role usually i mean it's 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 pretty serious but i always ask them and i and i've had this i mean that's a different story but you know if, if this guy started punching you in any part of that role or just decided like change the rules i can bite you now you know what i mean or i can i can kick you like do you think it would change it drastically do you think it would everything would change and the answer is always no because it's it's at its core jujitsu is about control and that's why I always say it's the ultimate form of self-defense because it's all about de-escalation. Can you de-escalate the situation? And with jujitsu, that's our whole focus. It's, it's complete control of the situation. And, and I always say that, and, and I've said it. I mean, obviously, I haven't talked to you guys about it before, but uh, anybody that listens to this will be like, oh, he's saying it again. But um, – <laughs> The reason I say that is because with any other, you know, martial art or form of self-defense, at some point you have to decide, this is a fight now. I have to go, you know. So whether you're a, whether you're a Muay Thai champion, at some point you have to make that decision in your head to kick this guy in the head. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, at some point you're done de-escalating. It's an escalation. With jujitsu, at any point I can de-escalate this situation. You right. know what I mean? Right. Hey, stop! I don't want to do this, and then it escalates. Hey, okay, right, you're a little close <laughs> to me. Back up. Okay, <laughs> it escalates. Now, any other martial art, it'd be like, okay, bang. You know what I mean? You Just like be, every bar store, you have to be the aggressor. At exactly. Some point. But jujitsu, let's say, you know, and even when you start talking about like the wrestling portion of jujitsu, which is a very, very important. The stand-up portion is very important, but even more so the guard is where that's our cornerstone for everything. Um, so if you find yourself, our sport begins when you're in the, probably the worst position you could be on your, on your back with somebody else. That's an aggressor. That's trying to hurt you on top. Um, and that's where my world begins. And that's the most, and that's the worst spot you could be in. Absolutely. So, so and that's, you're there. in my world, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and it's great because, you know, it, having control over those situations and it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to argue against it. You know what I mean? Right. Because well, I it's think, the ultimate, you're defending yourself the whole time. Right. And it'd be 
you know, you'd be hard pressed to get hurt when you're in those situations if you know what you're doing. Well, so. it makes sense because it's like the the like you said the ultimate de-escalation is the mm-hmm. whole time you're trying to pacify right your opponent. I mean, you're trying, right. trying to put him to sleep. You're not trying to, or you know, maybe break a bone. Yeah. Uh, well, you're trying to. You're trying you're not, to you're disable not, them. Right, you're from, not trying to knock them out with force that could cause no. brain damage. You're not trying to right. break their nose. You're not. You know. You're not trying to kick them in the balls. Yeah. Or whatever. But it's it it. I think that's what kind of started making me fascinated with it. It's, it's understanding very, that it's not. You know, it's not just somebody out there going and and dropping elbows on people's faces mm-hmm. which is cool sometimes too to watch yeah. i don't i mean i would want no, it's elbow. i love it i love it i, I love mma yeah, like I, I don't want someone dropping elbow on my face mm-hmm. but it's cool to watch sometimes but Very you cool. know the jujitsu piece of it even if you're not going into to compete which as i understand you obviously have done and mm-hmm. have done quite well for yourself yeah. um even if you're not going to do that there is a certain level of like discipline in mm-hmm. in and I'm going to take a little side jog here. No, go ahead. Um, it kind of reminds me a lot of the intricacies of like baseball. People think, well, baseball is just, you, you hit the ball, yeah. you throw it around. But when you understand, like when I, cause I didn't understand baseball for a long time right? until I was probably younger twenties and I started getting into it a little bit. Um, and realize the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started like playing softball with a church group or something and, mm-hmm. And I started watching baseball and then I hear him talking about stuff. And to hear like the managers, they're talking about, well, you know, this pitcher against this team on these batters on these days and this, yeah. and, and on this town and like, and all the, and you realize that those nine dudes on the field, they're not just out there just like, oh, well, if it comes my way, I'll try to catch it. You know, right. It's, there's so much that goes into yes. it. Like in with jujitsu, it seems like it's just that, like I said, that chess game, mm-hmm. but it's so personable where mm-hmm. it's, constantly changing yeah it, it, it that that's the part it's just kind of fascinating and if you just want to do it to do it i can imagine that would be a hell of a workout oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know and that's mean? why i always like the people that you know they're first starting out they're always just like you know they're either so when you know i've had probably every couple of weeks we have somebody you know lose their lunch you know either yeah, that'd be me either sure. out the door or on the you know <laughs> hopefully not on the mat you yeah. know what i mean but it's yeah. happened quite a few times i'll give but, you at uh, least a minute i know it's coming. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's it's uh it's 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 a fascinating sport to say the least it's um you know it's it's the only i will say it's probably the only modern sport where especially with with all things included whether it be whether it be mixed martial arts or uh or wrestling or, or any of those things that are close. It's the only thing, it's the only modern combat sport that in major competitions, there's an absolute division. And for the, for the, the people that don't know, absolute di- division means it's an open weight class. There's no weight class. Oh, okay. That's so I mean. it's a 320 pound guy can fight a 140 pound guy. And, so you think on, on, on face value, like, well, that seems kind of unfair. You know what I mean? Technique goes a long way. It really does. There's a guy named uh, Mikey Musumeshi that uh, just won, I, I believe it was the Pans. I could be wrong. But the Pans are a very, very high-level tournament in jiu-jitsu, and he won the absolute division, and Mikey's a featherweight. That's awesome. Uh, so it's very, very impressive. And he fought guys that are giants. Um 
And and I take that back. He I don't know if he won, but I think he took second or something like that against. Uh, I think he lost to a heavyweight black belt world champ. So I mean, very very impressive. It's probably the only sport that something like that could occur. Oh, that man. technique is such a such uh, an integral part of the sport that your technique can take you that far that you can. Um, that you can take on somebody that much bigger than you and still succeed right. if your technique's spot on. And it's, that's been my whole jujitsu journey. I mean, I've, you know, I've been 160 pounds, you know, my entire jujitsu journey, give or take. And, uh, and almost always been the smaller guy in the gym, you know, in the group of, of training partners and, you know, put the work in and it drove me to, to be better. And even now, I mean, the majority of my guys are plus 200 plus, uh, and it's nothing. It's, I mean, I don't say it's nothing there. It's, it's a, it's a long day rolling yeah. some of these guys, yeah, especially, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that technique I, goes a long it way. Does. I mean, it obviously really if does. striking was involved, it changes the game a Absolutely. lot. But like, yeah. I've, I've been in situations where just playing around, mm -hmm. you know, I've wrestled on a buddy or something yeah. like that. And Strength I don't is, know how to wrestle. Yeah. Whatever. And I, you know, I'm, I was probably like 235, 240 mm -hmm. at the time. And this dude's like 145 soaking yeah. wet. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then it, yeah. it started getting escalated. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to, you know. And he's just, he know he was a, yeah. a wrestler in high school or something. Okay. So he he semi, he, sure. he knew a lot more than what he sure, was doing than sure. I did. And next thing I know, he's like picking me up. And like, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell is yeah. going on? <laughs> like, it's like all I could do is just hold him. Like yeah. once I got him, I just had to hold him on, yeah. hold him for dear life. Cause I had no idea what I was doing. It's like. Okay, I yeah, get it's it. It's so now. true. Like, we I see it. it. <laughs> we see it every day. You know, every day we train. If we have somebody new come in, and you'll see that, you know, that alarming look on their face. Like this is, you know, <laughs> it's everything you thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's funny because it's like we have we have new new people come in a lot. You know, and it's it's either two it's either two avenues. It's like, uh, you know, either they respect sport completely and they understand it, or, you know, you got to kind of baptize them a little bit and make them believe. <laughs> they don't understand it and, uh, and they don't respect it. And they yeah. They will once they yeah. get to understand it. And, it. and, you know, even when my gym, when I was starting get, getting my gym off the ground, it was, uh, there was a lot of those type of interactions where I've had, you know, just people walking off the street, just kind of like, you know, what are you doing in here? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, you just guys just fight. You know what I mean? And um, it was important for me. Uh, in hindsight to, to go through that and to, to find out like, is, does this stuff work? Does it work on everybody? You know what I mean? Because you train with people long enough, they start to respect you and you know what I mean? They're like, ah, you know, you're good. Okay. That's enough. And vice versa. But, uh, but to really take it, you know, you know, back in the, back in the, it was like the early nineties, they had what's called the Gracie challenge. And it was like this this long-standing challenge of like a lot of money, like hundred thousand dollars that like, if you come in and beat us, anybody, if anybody could come in and beat us, you could, we'll give you the money. And there were stories, you know, and they're probably like this side of mythology, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, if you learn a little jujitsu and you kind of get a, get a peek in, it's like, well, you know, this is probably real. You know, this is, these are real things. Um, but the same thing we call them dojo storms. But when people just bust in, like I want to, who's the who? I want to fight you. You know what I mean? Like you run the place. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, fortunately, you know, I I put the time in, and uh, you know, you you carry that jujitsu no matter what, as long as you keep your blade sharp, 
I mean, I was like compared to that, you know what I mean? You, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of it. And, and that's another really important part of jujitsu that I think is different than any other endeavor I've ever had in my life. I'm pretty eclectic. I like a lot of different things and I've, I've, uh, I've tried a lot of different, you know, hobbies, I guess you would, or pastimes in my life, but jujitsu, I I say it's the most demanding, but it's, uh, you have to stay on top of it and it's, uh, you know, getting a black belt, which is a very, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big achievement and, you know, it's, it's relatively rare to, to, to find a legit black belt. But, uh, even then I, I can't, I can't just, okay, I'm a black belt. Now what? Right. Um, which is, it's almost love, hate, you know what I mean? I would love to just like, okay, done with that part of it. I have to go to something <laughs> else. But as soon as you say that, that black belt's worthless. Right. You know, if you it's don't like, keep your blade sharp. They, they call it the coral belt? Going for the that coral belt, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, a good, that's a good question because it's like. Because um, so, there's differences in all the different yeah. practices and whatnot. Yeah. And and- yeah. And, and just to really simplify it, um, once you get past, once you get your black belt, every everything after the black belt um is it's all time-based as long as you're involved in the sport so gotcha degrees on your belt are just based on time so once you become a black belt every three years you get a degree and in true jiu-jitsu fashion your your first stripe on your black belt is called a first degree not like you don't start with a first degree you're just a black belt gotcha. and then once you get a stripe you're a first degree black belt so i got my first degree last year um so because i've not been even a, just a just a black uh, belt, <laughs> we have a first degree black but that's belt, what, so that, but that's what i'm saying it's it's kind of silly because it's just time-based you don't do anything to get that. i wasn't as sure if there was like any like required time or like no, anything like that you had to try it to takes a long time or, yeah it takes a long time to uh um, I forget what a coral belt is. I think it's eight degrees. That's what, is that the highest? And I was going to ask. Red belt's a, technically the well, highest. Well, I saw, isn't the, it the, the I, I thought I saw a clipper. It said something about the, like, in order to get a red belt, if you got it at like eight, if you got yeah. your black belt at 18, you'd be like 67 or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. It's, it's <laughs> insane. And it's like, I mean, guys now, like even, and and I love it. Um, there's a guy named Hickson Gracie and he's Hoist's brother. So mm-hmm. the UFC guy's right. brother Hickson, um, kind of the, I mean, just a you know the unsung hero of the family he's just a monster of a man um super i mean he's the guy he's our superman um but hickson like just now got his red belt and i love it because he doesn't wear it they they gave him <laughs> they did the ceremony and he's i mean you see pictures of him and sometimes he's wearing that sometimes he's wearing a coral belt sometimes he's wearing a black belt he doesn't care. And right. Hoist Gracie was always great about that because, uh, and not to get in the history of jujitsu, but, you know, when it first started, there was, uh, there was only like two, like in, in some martial arts, there's only two belts. There's a white belt and black belt, you know, and everything in between, you're just a student. Um, and Haley Gracie um, was famous for wearing a blue belt. And now blue belt is part of the chain, right? So it goes okay. white, blue, purple, brown, black. Um, but Halio went back to kind of the roots of the whole thing and just put on a blue belt. And in Halio is like, he was like the red belt. He was like kind of the, you know, the patron saint of jujitsu, if you will. He's Hoist's dad, gotcha. um, kind of helped grow the sport in Brazil. No, correct. But just, yeah. just from my mind. Yeah. Um, was, was he the last 
tenth degree that was alive? Because I heard, I, I think I saw something too where there is no more tenth degree because that was saved for like the founders of it or yeah, something like that. It, or, you're exactly right. I I mean okay. to be honest, anybody that's serious about the sport, it's kind of neither here nor there. Like if you're a red belt, it it's just like oh you know, cool you know. Um, it's just the history piece of it. My yeah, make sure and I want to sort that out. In my you brain know my personal opinion, I um. I would never put a red belt on, no matter how long I'm in the sport. I don't need a red belt. Would you hang it on your wall, though? I would not. No, not I, even like a... No, because hey, I, I mean, my cool. contributions to the sport were, uh, you know, I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, when I promote my first black belt, I want them, and, and it's going to be a requirement. I don't have any black belts yet. I have everything up to a brown belt. I have white belts, obviously, blue belts. i got a couple purple belts and i have one brown belt um but when that black belt does get promoted and he's a great guy and you know we all, everybody that trains with us already knows this guy but um um i want them to be able to take jujitsu and and share it with the world so they have to be able to teach right. and if i can do that and if he can take students and and teach them i mean it's, it's ironic because he the guy that's my brown belt is actually quite a bit older than me um but to me, it's just about, it's just about spreading the sport. I mean, I could, right. you know, I was talking about it today, but if you're like into video games at all, and like in Call of Duty, you can prestige, right? So right. you get to the yeah. highest level and you start <laughs> over. And I, I love it. Go ahead, man. I love it. Cause I can, I would love to, I, I mean, I do that sometimes just for fun. I'll, I'll just, oh, you know, tie a white belt on or whatever, because it's at the end of the day, that's what makes the sport good. It's right. the fact that it, the belts really don't matter. Right. You no, know what so I mean? Yeah. So I, when I said hanging on the wall, I don't meant like, I don't know. I know what you mean, mean as an gym. achievement. Yeah. Or like, or like, would you, I guess maybe that's kind of the distinction there is, you know, w would you have it at home, like in a chest somewhere that way? Like Absolutely. when you're grand, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. that way. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, man, yeah. like this guy's really, yeah. he's but, really feeling the soul of this but thing. It, but at the same <laughs> time, you feel bad. It, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it would never be something I would wear. I would never wear a coral belt. I would, I'm a black belt and I take a lot of, I mean, obviously jujitsu is strange, right? Cause it's like the belt system is, is literally like when you're, when you're doing it, all you're focused on is that next belt. Like, man, I want to get a blue belt, man. I want to get a purple belt. Man. Well, it's like that little kid. Like, yeah, I just want to be tall enough to ride that ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and then I just want to, I just want to get older. I want to get older. I want to be a grown up. And then you get grown up and you're like, Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're so right. And and I and it was the same thing, you know, when I first started to when I got a black belt, I remember, man, you know, I wonder if I could, you know, and in my head I always told myself, yeah, yeah, you stick it out, you know, you put the work in, it's it's bound to happen, but like it's always in your head like, man, can I can I can I get a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? And then, you know, my whole journey over the last like decade and a half or however long it's been has been uh kind of geared towards that and i mean i take a lot of pride in my belts and my black belt but after i got it it didn't matter it was like oh this isn't about the belts it's never been about the belts right because you'll and it's it's funny because it, you know belts and jujitsu are just kind of like a like if you roll in with somebody that's a purple belt, there's an expectation in your head. Like, ah, oh, this guy's probably pretty good. You know what I mean? But you'll get, I get surprised all the time. I get white belts that give me a hard time. And I got, 
you know, I've rolled with black belts that I've smoked. So it's like, huh, you know what I mean? Uh, but that's like me too. I mean, just a microcosm, you know what I mean? And like in our universe to like the, the average person, um, you know, a, a black belt, in, and I don't want to. I hate talking like this because it sounds kind of pompous. But a black belt, and to the to the average person, that that's like a Jedi. You know what I mean? That's it takes a long I time. I don't think that's pompous at all. If you understand anything about jujitsu, yeah. I mean, but if somebody is an actual legitimate black belt, and that that's my thing, it's always like when somebody says that somebody's a black belt or tells me about a black belt or I ask who the instructor was at this academy or blah, blah, blah. It's always, and, and it goes back to the lineage, like who are they black belt under? You know what I mean? Not that that's a huge deal, but at least it gives me some validity that they're not just like, oh, I don't know. You know, or, or, or if the black belt can't tell me who gave them their black All belt, right. we have a problem. Buy it at a Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can, anybody can buy a black belt, right? I always tell people that when they're like, they're like, they're talking about going to buy their first gi or whatever. And they're like, should I buy a white belt? I was like, buy whatever belt you want, but you got to wear it in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, uh, it's always better to be underestimated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a safe thing. To- <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's, um, yeah, black belts. It, it, it's, uh, it's definitely, a. It's a, it's a benchmark, but I, like I said, I, so I judge and not judge, but I, uh, uh, to validate a black belt in my mind was, you know, who gave you the black belt? Okay. That's legit. Um, so do you have any competition or wins? Uh, and do your students have any competition experience or wins? Um, and you know, with COVID it's kind of messed up all our competition, but we, we as a team, and I always I always let me let me ask you yeah, a question no, about that real quick. Um, so you said about the competitions and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm assuming this is just you're you're talking to, for lack of a better word, someone bragging about a black belt. Mm-hmm. Because I you know I would imagine that just from everything I've gathered from the sport and what you've said that like you could walk in there and you could train for ten years, yeah, never have a competition. It's just like hey, I just this is just what I like. Yeah, and there's do. guys like that, right? And so like I think just for the understanding of you're talking about someone just like bragging about what they're mm. doing. All right. Well, if you're bragging about it, then what do you got to show me? You know? Right. That, that makes me, I just wanted to. Clear no, that. no, absolutely. And I don't mean that in a, like, you're not a black belt if you don't compete or anything like that, because there are room and, and me myself, like I wasn't, um, I wasn't a super active competitor. I think interesting story. So my last competition I did was a fight to win pro, um, it was like relatively soon after I got my black belt. Um, and I didn't compete for like seven years before that. So the last time I competed, I was like a purple belt and I didn't compete again until I was a black belt. Um, so that was, that was, uh, there was a lot on the line for me. Uh, and it was, (laughs) it was a big experience for me. Um, both like, I, I mean, it was, it was probably one of the biggest one of the biggest moments of my life competing as a black belt um at fight to win because i mean it's i had a lot of people a lot of my friends a lot of my family all my students were there um and it was broadcast so it's live um <laughs> but i Put wanted the pressure on i wanted um i wanted at least i thought at the least if you know if i'm going to be a black belt and the and 
it's different for everybody, I think. But for me personally, I was like, you have to compete against another black belt who's a competitive black belt with no asterisks, with no, I didn't go to a tournament and win the tournament because nobody showed up or <laughs> a guy got injured and pulled out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted a legit win right. and um, against a legit competitor. Right. Um, and I, you know, I achieved that. Um, I hope to do it again. I mean, everything's been kind of weird lately with, you know, everything going on. Competitions have not been, uh, not been going like they used to, but, um, I always, I always push my guys to compete and I don't think it's, it's not for everybody, but what it does is it creates such a strong team environment because what you run into in a lot of gyms that don't compete a lot is, let's say me yes they're competing (laughs) with each other so they're holding back moves they're not helping each other out they're like i'm gonna go in next class i'm gonna gonna choke fred out you know what i mean (laughs) whatever it may be but it's not good for the team when you do that that's a good when you all guys would have thought about that everybody signs out everyone's fighting fighting everyone's you know in the gym everyone is competing against each other so you kind of learn each other's chess moves yeah so then it's that's part of it when you go into a competition it would all right, what kind of moves is this guy going to bring? Yes. So that, but it makes sense though. That, mm-hmm. So then they're say in the gym, all right, well, I'm going to hold you yeah. know, this move back from this guy so I can beat him next week. I yeah. Wanna, yeah. Hey, show me that arm bar you did. Like, I'm not showing you yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> yeah. working. It was my arm bar. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> so true. It's so true. And it's good. It's good. It's good to, to take the team to competitions and everybody competes. And it's a good measuring stick to see where you did. We've done. We've done well at tournaments. I'm very, very proud of all my guys that go and compete for me um, and girls. You know, I, 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 uh, I, I think competition is paramount to progress in jujitsu. At least in my gym, um, some gyms don't like some of the gyms I've trained with in the past. Like the competition aspect of it wasn't really pushed as much, and I think that's a that's a product of uh, Ohio in general didn't really have a strong competition scene we had like one tournament uh mainly based out of columbus very very rarely came up here um the ibjjf is the big organization probably the biggest next to like adcc but uh the ibjjf the just recently probably in the last couple years they they just now got they i mean they've been around since the since the 90s and they just added a, a location in Ohio. The closest we had was New York or Chicago. Um, and I think it stifled the, the competitive nature of gyms for a while because there was only, you know, one competition to compete at. I mean, you either did Naga or you did um, the AGC, which used to be the OGC, the Ohio Grappling Challenge, which is now the American Grappling Challenge. Uh, and they put on a great tournament. But now you have a lot of options uh, you have the Fuji tournaments. Um, you have grappling industries. There's a there's a lot of different options for competition, and and it's a great great time to be a jujitsu competitor because uh, you do have a lot of. I mean, all things considered, maybe not right now, right. but uh, <laughs> it's a good time, you know, in in the history of jujitsu to to be competing because there are a lot of options. Well, I, mean, I think that's I think it's a really interesting perspective. Um, especially with progression and everything. I, mean, yeah, I think you could tie that. I think there's a lot of things, the more and more I learn about jujitsu is you could tie to life. Um, mm. But it's super interesting because I never really thought about that is, you, know, you hear a lot about, well, we don't want to compete because that's, you, 
a lot of people compete just to, you know, prove their worth and show that oh, I'm a badass or mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a winner. I compete. And you know, they have that competitive drive, which is all good and fine. Yeah. If you have that competitive drive, you yeah. want to compete. But I never really thought about it from the aspect of in the gym sense where people are holding back mm. because they're not trying to help each other. Mm. Yeah. Cause they're not competing. They're not building that team to, to go out and compete. It's just, well, I'm my own team. Like they're, so, and I've been a real loner yeah. for the vast majority of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I never really had that thought click. Well, if you build a team mm -hmm. and then you compete with that team, then you can all grow. Even you're growing individually, but you can grow as a team together yeah. in order to go out there and learn new things and yes. then come back and develop the, the so that. It takes that camaraderie to the next level. And to be honest with you, before, um, you know, I, I took guys to competitions. You know, I started my gym when I was a brown belt um, and then kind of grew from there. Um, and, I, and I had guys competing under me when I was a brown belt. But, um, you know, the gym competing so much, and I knew how important competition was in jujitsu. And to be honest, showing those guys competition and pushing competition and, and wanting them to all compete pushed me to compete myself so when i signed up for fight to win when i when you know seth called and i had i had my match made and, and fight to win really interesting tournament too because it's not like a typical wrestling tournament where like there's rounds so you get best first round second round you know it's point based uh fight to win is one match one guy submission only uh and if it doesn't go to the submission uh, there's judging criteria and they judge you, whoever's attacking more, whoever's going after it, you know? Um, but when I signed up for it, you know, I knew I had a, there was, there was a precedence. I had to set an example for everyone I trained and everybody that there was a lot of weight on my shoulders that I put there. Um, but I sought out the best guys I knew. I mean, I went, I went out and trained with, you know, the best group of guys I went and trained black belts, other black belts, uh, Chris Creeble, Josh Roller, Adam Nail, you know, all my guys that, um, that I train with all the time, you know, Connor, Ben, Brandon, Tim, I could just name drop all day. <laughs> Everybody's really important to me, but that we went to, uh, a, um, a room in green, uh, and trained there. And those guys really, they really took me to the next level. Like, like in a competitive sense, because for the longest time, I've never really, I never really thought of myself like, like a, it sounds weird, but I never really thought of myself like an athlete. I was a jujitsu guy. And, um, I'll never forget talking to Chris and, uh, and they're all really high level wrestlers. I mean, Chris and Josh, and I remember telling them, you know, in a roundabout way, like, well, I'm not an athlete like you guys. And I remember him like stopping, like, what are you talking about? You're an athlete. Like you're here with us. You're, you're, you're tough as it gets, you know, competed yet. Yeah. Well, and not at their level that they're competing, you know? So, well, have you ever thought about, um, and I don't know if you, you do do this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've been involved in powerlifting a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's kind of it's small in small groups mm -hmm. and little pockets, very similar yeah. pockets here and there um as far as just the structure goes yeah um you know and i know a lot of gyms sometimes they'll just set up 
competitions between gyms. Yeah, yeah. And they'll go and do that. Is there yeah. anything kind of like that? There that- absolutely is. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good schools that do that. There's a um, Chad that runs East Coast uh, down in uh, – down the Canton area. I mean, he's great. He puts on those. He's got a, um, it's a, I believe it's a blue belt and white belt tournament that he puts on. Uh, and it's great. I mean, you have gyms from all over. I mean, there, the, the community in general is so, it's such a good community. I mean, there, there are great gyms now. There didn't used to be, it really used to be, you know, there was a, there was a gym in Akron. There was a gym in Columbus, and I think there was one in Toledo. I mean, Cleveland too, obviously. And there was, but there was like one each, right? You I'm know, sure there's a lot. Of, I would think there's a lot, of, especially with MMA coming. You yeah, know, the last what probably 15 years. It's yes, just gone it's through the completely ceiling. changed the landscape of the sport, which is great. I would expect it to grow even more. In my eyes, I would expect it to continue that growth because you look at. I hope so. Um, you know. I know I've thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, I have a nine year old daughter Yeah, and you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of different reasons to think about, Sure, that. but you know, especially with boys and their contact sports, mm-hmm. you think it was a CTE and football mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot more people are thinking like, man, do I really want my kid involved in that? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, it teaches them a lot of sports teach kids a lot of good things, yeah. but do I really want them, you know, getting concussions and stuff and yeah on a you know weekly basis so yeah and i think jujitsu is one of those things where you can i've heard it said by people that you can go for hours mm-hmm. and roll and do these things yeah. and yeah you're exhausted or tired yeah. you might pull a muscle but yeah you can train tomorrow yeah and you're not yeah. you're hoping you're probably not going to walk away with a broken nose and a concussion yeah yes. <laughs> you know yes. i mean you can do it and then you can do it again you can do it again mm-hmm. you can do it the next day and yes. it's you know, it's not something you end up, you know, 20, 30 years down the road and you can't mm. remember your name. Yeah. No, you're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. It's, a, it's the closest you can get to, to you know, kind of pegging that, that rev lim- you know, hitting the rev limiter. Right. Uh, it's the closest you can get to that and still being able to do it the next day. Now, I will say, like, there's limits to it, obviously. There's dangers and everything. Yes. If and, you get uh, knocked, if you, you know, you're getting yes. choked out, that's a whole if you're not <laughs> If you're not smart about it, you know, you're going to, you're going to pay for it for sure. Um, and, you know, it's just part of, it's part of growing with the sport and there's definitely people that, you know, take it to, take it too far sometimes and get hurt and stuff like that. But uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, you can train, if you train smart, you can do it very consistently um, but yeah, I mean, it's really interesting nowadays, especially the, you know, bringing this, you know, when I brought the gym to Worcester and I brought jujitsu to Worcester in general, um, it was great just seeing the, seeing, the the involvement and, and the people I got in the doors and, and the people that I continue to get in the doors. It's, uh, and I see it change their life. I mean, and I don't say that in like a in in an abstract way. I mean, it really does change people's I've heard lives. That. It, it does. I've heard that it, a lot. It um, it's the best therapy I've ever had. I mean, I you know, limited experience, but nevertheless, I mean, it's um. I think like you said, you just, you're able to just shut your brain off you to everything from that. outside. And there's a that. singular focus, you know, and and it's something to always work towards, you know. Um, and there's definitely bad days on the mat. I mean, I, that's for sure. And more often than not, you're going to have a bad day in the mat. Um, but it's the good days. Oh, the good days. Oh, <laughs> man. I usually, uh, I, I 
dabble in golfing. Yeah. I'm not I'm a terrible golfer. Yeah. But it, I joke, you know, with some of my buddies I go golfing with, it's when you hit that really good shot, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, I guess I got to keep playing now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. I mean, it really is. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about. So, yeah. The gi and no gi. Yeah. Like I said, no, the gi is the bathrobe. Mm -hmm. It's for people that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so I obviously, to me, the very first thing I think about the difference is, because I know there's, I do they have to do competitions in gi and no gi? Yeah. Okay. So then for me, the first thing off the top of my head is I can understand there's probably a difference there because you have your body's covering this cloth, mm -hmm. which obviously when you're doing grappling and jujitsu, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things to hold on to. Right. So besides that though, just being able to, because I think there's, there's even a lot of different ways where they use the gi to do certain oh, yeah. maneuvers and stuff. Yeah. So, but be besides that, like I guess, what's the difference and why is it? Is it just because the traditional aspect and they just no, that's a good question. Like, what's the purpose? So, why do you guys still wear that goofy uniform? And it, I get that a lot, to be honest with you. Um, because I use my sleeve to choke you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get, I, I get, I talk to people all the time that are new to the sport, and they're like, "Do you, you guys wear that?" uniform or something like that and it's the the uniform and the gi in general um is a big part of the sport and it's actually it's actually it's actually part of of what we do so we use the the grips a lot i mean it's it's kind of part of it um as far as like functionality uh, listen i'm not going to be that there's a lot of people that preach the um the merits of training with a gi or the merits of training without the gi, you know, like, you know, in MMA, they don't wear a gi, so wouldn't you want the most realistic? I would tell those people that, that make those deviations that have an argument on either side, throw that out um, and do what you want to do. I like the gi because it's like checkers to chest to me and not to dismiss no gi at all because we do do no gi at my gym. Um, but you definitely have more attacking options and... Um, I've always liked it. It's it's a little more technical. There's a technical side of it that um, that I've always gravitated towards, and uh, I've always been a very technical jujitsu fighter. And uh, the gi definitely lends to to more technicality, um, and no gi kind of lends to more athleticism. And uh, but we do both. We I mean I don't want to I don't want to be like team gi or team no gi right. or like why do you do one or the other so I, 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 yeah i guess you know it's the the gi is, is a little more of that traditional and sport mm -hmm. oriented piece of it mm -hmm. and it seems like you're you are you know yeah. more of a, a, the sport of the uh, yes of the, the jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. and just kind of making a general you know statement here but uh the then the no gi would be more of the combat form defensive real life kind of so if you were doing it for that kind of yeah that's a good question um and i would i would kind of i would push back and that's a good question a lot of people think that uh, i would push back a little bit uh See, obviously making myself a dumbass i no, knew no, it was gonna no, happen no, i knew it was gonna so happen yeah flannel shirt on i see no, some lapels well yeah but no. you know but yeah, I'm just, no, yeah. not at all <laughs> yeah. because i mean you're right in a lot of aspects if, if i'm just I, i'm just asking questions no. i'm not making statements i'm just no, asking it's, questions it's a, it's I make a, it's them a good statement. question and, it, and it's a fascinating way to think about it because listen if i had guys that were strictly doing mma we wouldn't train in the gi as much as we train no gi, for sure. 
because sense. it's a very controlled environment, right? If you're going to do MMA, are they going to be wearing a gi? No, I want to emulate as close to. Who's Gracie did? Yeah, what? Well, yes, he <laughs> <laughs> but I want to emulate as close to the environment they're going to be interacting with right. as possible. Makes sense. And the argument I would give, um, as far as talking about like, uh, you know, the realistic self-defense side of it, um, and I always say this, and it's kind of like a cop out to some extent, but like. I run into people with clothes on a lot more than I run into people with no clothes on. You know what I mean? I feel bad for you. And uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, you know, Just you kidding. can point to anybody. You yeah, know, it makes sense. Uh, Tim Kennedy is a great example of that. You look on Tim's uh, social media. Uh, you know, if anybody's familiar with Tim Kennedy, UFC fighter, uh, special forces, he's a ranger, he's all that stuff. Um, about as realistic as a as a combat athlete and individual as sense. you could possibly get. Tim trains with the gi on a lot. Tim trains in Austin at a Gracie Humata. Um, he's a black belt and he's always got that thing on and he's always training in the gi. And I think Tim's a very practical guy. Um, and if you ever wanted an example of, of somebody that's like practical and like, what is Tim doing to be practical about his keeping himself sharp? Right. He trains in the gi all the time. Jocko trains in the gi all the time. He's a black belt. He's a right. very legitimate black belt <laughs> yes. with very big per credentials. You know what I mean? Um, and But that, I mean, I guess to circle back though, I don't do it for that. Um, I do it because I like it. You know what I mean? And right. I teach it because it's it's what I'm best at. Um, we do definitely do no gi. I like no gi. Uh, I like the gi a little bit more. Um the gi forces you to be a little more technical. You can't slip out of things. You can't just, right. you know what I mean? Like, ah, you can't, you didn't get me there, you know, because right. you were sweaty or well, you know what I mean? Right. No, that totally makes sense. I mean, I, I get, you just changed my thinking because I, I, you're right. You know, yeah. you do encounter more people with clothes on. Than no. And, and, and even and, if and, it is minimal clothes, yeah. it's still clothes. It's, it's clothes. not. Friction makes a huge difference right. when, especially in a situation where you're grappling. Um, and I could point to specific examples like, uh, you know, most people that are familiar with any little bit of the sport, an arm bar, um, or, you know, any of those positions like that. Um, an arm bar functions very differently as far as like getting out of it when you're covered in sweat and there's no clothes on you. Um, it's a lot you, you know what I mean? I mean, it's about what you think. You slip right. out if you don't have everything locked on. Um, and that's why you don't see any arm bars usually late rounds in the UFC because they can slip right out of yeah. it. Um, I feel like years ago you used to see it a lot more, but maybe it's going back to that whole you did, why yeah. the leg locks are now in jujitsu. Yeah, it's because just, it's it was a thing, it's kind and of then people of things, people yeah. understood how to get out of it. Yeah, but makes um, sense. but uh, you know, with the gi on, it forces you to you can't just slip out of things. You have to technically take it apart. The friction makes a I big love difference. That. Uh, of how you interact with these things. You can't just muscle your way out of these positions. And you can ask anybody bigger that comes and trains with us. Like you can't, for the most part, you can't muscle yourself out of these positions. Like we're going to get you, you know, you're going to get got, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. There's a famous guy, the famous, uh, he's, a, he's in the UFC now. His name's Ryan Hall, but it, his quote is, uh, people don't think jujitsu be like it do, but it do or something like that. I, I've got a butcher in it, but, but it's true. And, it, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's always like, uh, I rest easy at night knowing that because it's like, 
everybody that walks through the doors that's new or that's been uh, guys have been training a while no but like you don't really think it's going to be like that like you see on tv like yeah well you couldn't get me like that and uh i mean most (laughs) people it's not it's not in the it's not buried as much as it used to be it's not kind of in the shadows as much so people kind of understand but to really get an understanding once you get on the mat it's like it's (laughs) it's really mind-blowing to a lot of people like how much control you can have over over another human being with just the techniques you have i mean it's the purest martial art in my opinion and that's what ever. i love about it. like when you said it's you have to technically take it apart mm-hmm. and that's when you when you and obviously like i said i know basically near to nothing about <laughs> no you you know enough you're asking a good question but that's it's when i realized that it, like this isn't just <laughs> i'm gonna tie it to a video i saw the other day mm-hmm. it was when um kimbo slice mm-hmm. got like got found yeah that's just the dude that just smashes people's faces yeah. in and, yes. he, and they would punch him in the face and he would put his hands down and ask for another. Yeah. And then he would crush their face in. Yes. Yes. That's a whole different thing. Than, it's a different. Yeah. Than realizing that a, like a sport like jujitsu or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, anybody can do it. Right. And it's, you just have to learn how the, pieces of the puzzle fit together and the chess game against yes. your you know your opponent and oh it's how so to true. technically take it apart is just fascinating is it is it? fascinating assassin nerds is that what yeah. like Andy Stone from <laughs> yeah. joe rogan call yeah and it, it and that's a great way to think about it and i always tell people you know it's it's probably the only place and like i said for the longest time like when i was training with uh with my my crew in green with chris and josh and adam um when I was with those guys, I mean, e- even the guys that are on the mat with me, I mean, I have all American wrestlers and they're sharing the mat with people that have never played a sport with their life that are never played a sport in their life. And they're okay. They're holding their own. And to me, any sport where you can bring two people together like that says a lot about the technical side of the sport. And yeah. there's not much, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you look at like some of the most famous athletes you know, ever, you know, the Bo Jacksons or somebody like that, that like, or LeBron James or whatever it may be mm. that like would probably, but you know what I mean? Real <laughs> no, a, sorry, I'm ser- just <laughs> uh, serious athletes that like would probably excel at any sport oh, you put them in right. or be at least high level, whatever. And if they, if any of those guys came to the, to jujitsu, they'd probably do well, but they'd probably get choked out by a kid that, you know, is, <laughs> right. is, you know, uh, you know, a video game nerd or whatever it may be. There's a technicality there. Yes. Genetics doesn't always overcome. Exactly. (laughs) And it probably more so than any other sport. Um, Yeah. But obviously, and I always tell people, you know, strength is never a weakness. You're never going to, it's never going to be a bad thing to be stronger or to be more athletic. Yes. But but (laughs) at the end of the the day, um, it's about the technical side of it. And yeah. that's why I always pride myself. And I always tell people when they come in to train with me, uh, and Joe Rogan has said this many times on his podcast, but, uh, you know, training with an instructor, that's a smaller guy is always, it's always a blessing because throughout my jujitsu career, you know, like I said, I've, I've historically been the smaller guy in the room. So I can't, I can't overcome my lack of technique with strength. 
I can't overcome my lack of technique right. with athleticism. You know that, hey, I could do, I could it, eventually. If it's going to work, it's got to work or it's not going <laughs> to yeah, work right. at all. You know what I mean? That's, so yeah. over the years, I've developed my technique to be, you know, relatively, you know, you get rid of the stuff that doesn't work, bring in the stuff that does work and make sure the stuff that, that does work is sharp. And you know, every little, instead of grabbing here, I'm going an inch up. You know what I mean? Instead of having a grip like this, I'm going to have a grip like this. Uh, you know, palm down versus palm up, two fingers in versus three. It all makes a difference and it all adds up. And I teach the same way. And I had somebody just say Friday on our fundamentals class, she said, you know, you, you teach in a very scholastic way. And that's what I told her. It's because my whole jujitsu jiu journey, I've had to be right. And there's no room to be wrong because when you're 160 pounds rolling with somebody that's 240, there's no room for error. You have to have that technicality. It's got to be right. And, <laughs> it, and it can't be wrong. And even to this day, uh, with all the big guys that I train with, it's got to be right or it's not going to work. And the stuff I teach because right, if you can beat your instructor's right. ass all the time, it's like, what yeah, am I here for? It's not good for business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not good. <laughs> well, it's like we've talked about before too. There was a, um, a quote, and I don't remember if I don't remember if this was on Rogan's podcast or if it was a different one that I saw. It was um, Representative Dan Crenshaw. I don't know if you're familiar. Yep, yep. You know, he was a Navy SEAL, and he mm -hmm. talked about they're they're talking about gun control, whatever. Definitely not going to sure. get into that. No, no. But you know, he had, he had mentioned that like someone with an AR-15 doesn't scare him mm -hmm. as long if they're close by. Mm -hmm. He's like because all you have to do is get a hold of the barrel because mm -hmm. that person with the gun they think they're in control, right? But no, it's whoever has the barrel that's in control. Sure. And if I can control the end of that barrel, sure. he has that technicality aspect of, all right, this thing doesn't scare me yeah. anymore because I can technically control yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like a a little light bulb that some people, like, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, like, when you are able to have control of a situation mm -hmm. like that and you know you can take this scary, scary thing and now it's like, <laughs> you're nothing. Now, right because i know how to control you like, and, and, and i mean what a great i mean that's a great calling card for me because it's like i always tell people that uh uh you know when it comes to fire i mean nowadays you talk self-defense and stuff like that and i always t i know i'm a realist it's uh you know if you have a concealed carry like that's you know what i mean it's hard to beat a bullet you know what i mean i'm not despite what the internet memes say I can't fly. I cannot dodge bullets. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I'm very real when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, but like you hear, you hear all those guys say, whether it be, whether it be Tim Kennedy, whether it be Jocko, whether it be any of those guys that are, that are high level operators, you know, and, and the seals are obviously the, um, they're some of the highest levels of that. And there's obviously there's levels above that, you know, um, but any of those guys, you hear him talk, like Andy Stump, um, it's all about training. It's all about being technical. It's all about, you know, and, and, and all those guys. And I think it's, it, it's no coincidence that they're all proponents of jujitsu. And I can't forget my jujitsu at home. I can't, I never, <laughs> right. I, I, I never, I, it's never not with me. It never jams. Never jams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can get in a jam. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But anybody can. 
You know, there's right. a, there's a margin for error for everything. Well, it goes back to what you said earlier about too about if you know defense, then you can use defense mm-hmm. instead of having to use yeah. offense. Yes. And there's so I think there's a good connection there with you know somebody that maybe a CCW, mm-hmm. but what's what's better for for society as a whole, somebody that is a CCW holder or someone that's a CCW holder and knows jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Because I would imagine that person's going to de-escalate the situation it's all, it's always 99 times yes. out of 100 mm-hmm. better than that. It's just a person with the gun. It's so true. <laughs> I mean, you, you look at any aspect, and I, I mean, I'm kind of talking, uh, talking above my pay grade a little bit, but it's always about that. It's always about de-escalating the situation and regaining control. I mean, you look at anything that happens that, that uh, you know, any type of... Any type of situation where um, it stems from aggression or uh, you know loss of control in in, in, in any context, and, and it's kind of talking a little abstract, but you want to get the situation back under control no matter what. You know what I mean? Right. And and it's always been like that. That's why there's hostage negotiators, not just like you know calling the the the. Uh, calling the air support you know what i mean just like take the building out you know what i mean there's and 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 it's jujitsu in my opinion is always it's it's kind of at the core of that you know what i mean when you can and everybody that trains jujitsu it's like you don't for the most part and i can't speak for everybody that's ever trained but a lot of people most of the people it is (laughs) but most of the people i've ever trained with or that i have trained um, you know, they're not like, yeah, I got in this fight last weekend or something like that. It, it's never that it's not, it's like, this is silly. What What is going on? Cause you have, and I, and you could dive into the psychological side of that where like, I have nothing to prove to anybody. Right. I prove it every single day. I walk on those mats and I, you know, and I put myself in the situation where I'm as vulnerable as a human being can be. I'm putting my life in somebody else's hands and they're putting the same thing in my hands. And I mean, not to sound barbaric or anything like that, but like at the end of the day, like in certain situations, especially with the choke on, like if they didn't tap, that'd be it. Like you'd be a murderer. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's easy to gloss over that. And, and sometimes it scares people away, but it's the truth of the matter. Um, but once you do that, everything, you know, there was a great quote. Yeah. There's a great quote and I I forget what book I was reading, but like, it's like, once you've experienced, it it was like, once you fought everything, it it feels like you're walking through life with the volume turned down. And there's always when you train and anybody that's trained would probably agree when you're done training and you're on your way home, there's a, there's an afterglow, uh, you know, I call it, after you train that uh, nothing in, in the world could even touch you at that point. You know what I mean? Like anything could be happening around you and you're like, I, I don't know. I just, I almost got killed back there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like repeatedly <laughs> for, you know what I mean? For two hours and whatever's going on is going on. But it, it, it's something that it's, it changes how you carry yourself. It changes. And especially nowadays, with you know with like i said the cultural turmoil and stuff like that um there's a lot of angst 
in in society, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's why you know Jordan Peterson has become so popular because people need direction. People want something oh, he's a because fan too, huh? because <laughs> we've been. And, you know, not to get too philosophical because I'm not, you know, we'll do uh, it. like I said, I'm talking above my pay grade a little bit. Oh, that's but, what, that's my, that's our, that's what <laughs> I do every single time. Talk way above our pay grade. That's but, we uh, it's welcome here. It, uh, <laughs> it really makes you understand who you are, uh, and who you're not, which is really important Yeah, because your shortcomings are just as important as what you're good at. And I think more people need to put themselves in a position where you can get your ego checked repeatedly not just once not like you know like man you know because that's something the bitch keeps on growing it does (laughs) and it morphs and you know and and you know like everything you know like jordan peterson says and i think he's he's you know you know i don't know if you guys have talked about it if you're a peterson fan but he's been definitely in my opinion misconstrued in, in 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 what he's saying and what he's what his thoughts and views and stuff are um but your ego is in all in all regard it's 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 a living thing you know what i mean right if you feed it it grows you know what i mean if you starve it it shrinks if you keep it in check if you battle it every now and then you're in control of it and it's about it's not about defeating your ego for me it's about controlling it because you need it sometimes you definitely need it. It's not something you want to wash out of your out of your psyche, uh, but it's about being in control of that ego and knowing when to use it and when to keep it in check. And I think understanding more how often, it can be. yes, more <laughs> often than not, people are just feeding that thing, mm-hmm. and they're feeding it bullshit, you know, and it grows beyond their capabilities yeah. and then you know before too long you're on world star and you're getting knocked out <laughs> in a bw3s yeah. you know right. what i mean I don't, well i don't think they <laughs> yeah, i think because people are feed i don't i don't necessarily think they do it maliciously they just mm-mm, don't know what mm-mm. else to feed so they have to feed something so yes. well I'm, I'm told i'm supposed to love myself and i'm great and i'm wonderful and i deserve awards mm-hmm. so i'm just going to keep feeding that and they don't understand what else yeah. to feed but i totally agree there and i want to go back to one thing you said because yeah, no. i have one more one more question. I'm just I, talking, talking, talking. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. So sometimes we have to take a break and yeah. come back. But um, there was one more thing I, I you touched on, talk, and, and you kind of talked about the hostage negotiators and the sure. you don't just send in the yeah the, you know the airstrike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was Jocko mm-hmm. who who said two things. Big fan. I'm yeah, a huge fan of Jocko. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. he's. In, Pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, but one thing he said before I continue that thought, um, same thing you were saying before was mm-hmm. he, he knows his capabilities, you know, and maybe somebody said this about Jocko. I can't remember for sure, but you know, he's what? 220 ex Navy or 230, something like that. He's mm-hmm. somewhere around next he's Navy. 40. Yeah. Is he that big? Is he's he 240? He's a big dude. He's a big fellow. He's Either a gorilla. Way. Yeah. Either way. He's, he's a gorilla. A, he's a big dude. Ex Navy seal. He is a jujitsu black belt. I don't know what stage or, you know, but either he's way. legit. I will say as a, as a black belt, he's Jocko is legit. I mean, he's, he's Dean Lister's training partner and Dean Lister is, Kind of the, I mean, he's the the forefather of a lot of the modern day tendencies in jujitsu, like the right. leg locks. So. so he knows what he's doing. Yes, and obviously he he's lived uh, lived a life. Um, 
you know, they, they, they said that like, you know, someone like that who knows their capabilities and has demonstrated them time and time mm -hmm. again, when they're in a bar with their wife, if some dude wants to pick a fight with them, mm -hmm. they're more than likely to go, all right, honey, let's, let's go. Yes. Like, let's just walk away. Let's, yes. this guy, he, this yes. guy doesn't know who he's talking. He doesn't yes. know what he's getting himself into. Absolutely. So there's, I, I don't need to prove myself to you. No. Like, I don't need to knock you out in front of this, all these hundreds of people yes. and talk to the cop. Like, let's just, let's go. Yeah. Let's walk away. So that brings me to the idea. And I can't, maybe I, I think it was Jocko who had this idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, we don't have to get into it. I don't want to get it deep in the weeds <laughs> on this one, but just a real kind of general idea. What do you think about? He, he mentioned that he thinks if every police officer was trained to be a purple belt jujitsu, mm -hmm. how, or at least a lot of them, yeah, you know, how that could. I think that was Andrew Yang, actually. Was it? Was it Andrew Yang that came up with that very idea? Weird. Maybe it was yeah. Andrew. Yang. To hear that, but it was Andrew Yang. Maybe it was. That. Maybe I heard I Jocko. Right. Maybe yeah. I heard Jocko talking. Well, I'm sure about Jocko it. approves. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I heard Jocko talking about <laughs> yeah. that. I, I get them all mixed up. I listen yeah. to so much, but so I, I saw Tony making a yeah. face at me. No, like, no, I. I <laughs> maybe, no. But just generally, like as my thoughts on instructor, like, like that. Yeah. Um, I mean. Like I said before, I'm biased. I think everybody should train jujitsu. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that, but when you realize it's kind of like when you realize everyone has yeah. a gun, you're a lot more peaceful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a roundabout way. Talking I, about uh, Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see two sides of the coin for sure. I uh, obviously, um, having better trained having a better trained police force is, is a good thing. Um, having a police force that's able to, um, control problems without lethal force. I mean, it's really hard to argue against. Um, I think the people that are, um, people that are against something like that about all police officers, you know, being a purple belt, um, probably have a skewed view of either police officers or a skewed view of jujitsu. Um, because unfortunately today you're either in, you're either in one side or the other, you either back them completely or you're against them completely. Um, I disagree with that. You, well, it seems like that. I will say, of course, yeah, everyone and, and wants I will to put say, you in a category. I will say <laughs> perception. Just, right. Everyone wants to put you in the yes. category. Yes. <laughs> and I'm clearly, if we're having this conversation, that's not the case. You know what right. I mean? If I can even separate the two, that's right. not the case. Yeah. And we're, if we're even having this conversation. Yeah. Um, it obviously seems like a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Uh, any, any tool you can give uh, to help to help de-escalate. I'm going back to de-escalation. If you can de-escalate a situation uh, in in a peaceful way, right? If you can if you can slow it down, nobody has to nobody has to lose their life. You know what I mean? And then you can go on to see who's right or who's wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's good for just about every side of the coin. Yeah. You know, whether it's the whether it's this side, that side, or the other side. Uh, 
I, it's really hard to argue with. I've heard arguments, you know, with, it's, it's an interesting topic and I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't want to brush over anything. I mean, I, I have police officers that train with me that are good friends of mine. You know what I mean? I mean, absolutely. Um, but I, I see that I see how people could misconstrue it and be like, you know, you're teaching, you know, and I'm playing devil's advocate. Please just bear with me. All right. Yeah. But I could see people being like, you know, you're giving these, you're giving these, these power tripping cops more weapons to choke people with. I mean, the, uh, George <laughs> Floyd is a crazy example because it's like, it's literally, I mean, you know, the whole topic of conversation was, was a choke. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of like what we're getting back to now. Uh, you could also make the argument, which I would, um, if you're well-trained and you know what a choke is and you know when a choke is occurring and when it's not occurring, regardless of whatever you feel about this or whatever side of the argument you land on and just taking, um, taking that situation completely out of, uh, out of con like out of, out of this conversation, um, training and being able to de-escalate a situation, uh, like I said, it's good for everybody. It saves, it saves lives. It saves money. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, right. and Jocko said it many times. And and I was, I was in his just last, about to touch on something. In his last, in his last uh, podcast with Rogan, uh, he just talks about in and any any high level operator, whether it be a SEAL whether it be a special forces guy. I mean, I, I have a good friend of mine that I went to high school with that is, uh, that was a special, uh, an army special forces guy, very, very high level operating guy. Um, but if I called him up right now and I asked him, how much training did you guys do? I, he would say the same thing. It's about 80 to 90% training, 20 to 10 to 20% real life situations. And I think that, in a nutshell is is uh is what it's all about the more training you get the better equipped you are to deal with this stuff right um you know for for whatever whatever reason and i and listen i'm not you know i, I don't want to turn this into a political discussion at all um from no. my humble opinion you know what i mean i think like i said anybody could benefit from jujitsu um, and more often than not, I've saw, I've seen both sides. I definitely have seen both sides. I've seen, I've seen bullies in jujitsu. I've seen people that jujitsu didn't fix. You know what I mean? That just, I don't want not a blanket gonna term. Not going to fix everybody. It's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's the unfortunate side of it because we don't live, we live in the real world and people are going to be people, you know what I mean? And, that's and you, me <laughs> and you, you have, uh, you have people, you know what I mean, and, and you see these stories all the time. You hear Rogan talk about it, and and you know, all all these guys were like, you know, bad people learn jujitsu. There's bad people that are black belts, and they use it nefariously. Right. Um, but you know what I mean. You can't you can't fix that right. with with jujitsu. You can't fix that with jujitsu. There's nothing I can do There's with jujitsu. There's some jiu-jitsu. things that can't fix. I've always my one of my things I've always said, um, and I'll it'll. I doubt it's original. Most mm-hmm. of the things I say came from somewhere. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where they came from. Conduit. Yeah, just be a conduit. Um, you know, Good one idea. thing I've always said is a person can change, but people are people, mm-hmm. and you can't change people. Mm. 
you know, it has to be that, that person has to find that thing. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I, I think to your point of the training aspect, it's, if most people realize, like if I was put in a lot of dangerous situations, whether it be, you know, some of these military guys right. or the police officers or, right. you know, first responders or firefighters mm -hmm. and all these, any type of job where it's a high stress and it's sure. millisecond decisions. Sure. Or if I was put on a mat with someone in those jujitsu, I don't know what the hell to do. Right. But the more right. training I have, the more I will be able to right. handle that situation properly. Yes. So I don't think more training is ever a, no, not at all. It's thing. not a bad thing. And I, I, I think, um, you know, all the, all, all the law enforcement, uh, people in my life that I've trained with, um, you know, they're, they're, they're great people. I mean, everybody I know, I mean, at least in my personal life, they're, they're great. Um, and they're more than capable of hand handling themselves in a situation, um, very carefully, you know, um, I, uh, you know, I wish I could extend that to everybody. I wish everybody had the tools to deal with something, you know, and there, like I said, there's, there's these hot topics, these polarizing talk topics about chokeholds and things like that. Um, in my, you know, it's, it's a little bit of an unpopular opinion, uh, the chokehold is not the problem. The lack of understanding the chokehold is the problem. It's the person behind the chokehold. Yes. Whether it be nefarious or not. Yes. And, <laughs> no, and which, you're exactly right. You're exactly sense. right, Fred, because it's like if the chokehold was the problem, I would have a very difficult time having a business. <laughs> right. That's yeah it's literally my business is teaching people chokeholds. <laughs> right. I mean, and to my knowledge... I mean, I don't think anybody's killed anybody. You know what I mean? Now, <laughs> granted, I understand they're not putting themselves actively in that situation all the time. But for me, it's hard to argue, you know, and, and it's neither here nor there, but it's hard to argue that training doesn't help these situations and help. Um, I know, at least in my opinion, and, and anybody that's ever came and trained, I'm, I'm going to relate it back to jujitsu, but when you start jujitsu, your first time on the mat when you're first going live when you're rolling it's a fight you feel like <laughs> i feel like i'm on the floor and i'm getting beat up and like somebody's about to kill me um <laughs> it, it's chaos it's complete chaos now on the other side of that it's i mean the person you're rolling with your first class I mean, to be honest, this is a restaurant for him. He's just kind of phoning it in like, hey, buddy, yeah. you know, and, and you're thinking this is the most intense thing you've ever been involved He's in. He's just ringing ever. on the cattle. Exactly. <laughs> He's taking this round off because he just rolled with a really tough guy. Um, but uh, I think it does a lot, you know, Andrew Yang saying that about that, it, it, it's really important because, and not to discredit anybody, but you know, anytime you can handle yourself better in a situation, you know, with, with more calm and, and anybody that's done anything, whether you, if you've been involved with firearms, uh, if you've been in, involved with anything high stakes to any regard, um, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And we say that in jujitsu, you say that when you train anything, uh, you take that that chaos and you shrink it down to what you can control right. and you do it in jujitsu is just as well. Um, uh, 
there's a great i mean i read a lot of a, a lot of guys that are seals and stuff like that i love their books because i love the discipline and i love the high level operating and i love i love all of that i love I, I i love the discipline to that stuff and how to handle yourself in high stress situations where i think it was mark owen in his book uh i think it was no hero i i could be wrong but um he talks about bringing everything into a small space right control what you can control Right, and he, I think the example he was given when he's jumping out of a plane and the chute fails. Okay, that sucks. You know what I mean? Uh, what can I do? You know what I mean? And that's just like a, a little microcosm of how those guys probably live every part of their lives. Right. Don't think about the ground. Think about yeah. how you can get there right. safely. <laughs> that didn't work. What else do I got? You know what I mean? You have to be. You have. You can't be in a flurry, but you have to be precise. You have to make the right call and you have to make a call quickly and i think you could extend that to you know uh, you know everything that's going on right now um you have to make the right call and you know sometimes there's there's very uncomfortable situations he's got all these everybody on, on whatever side you get on and I, like i said i don't want to turn this into anything it's not supposed to be um to be whatever you want but <laughs> yeah you, but you know what i mean it's it's uh it's um i think the world would be a better place if everybody did a little jujitsu and everybody stepped out of their comfort zone and realized um you know to really bring to get in control of that ego and if everybody was in control of that ego uh, you know the world would be a much better place you know um like you said earlier that, you know, a well-armed society is a peaceful society. Uh, you, regardless of what you think about that statement, you could always make the argument that like, you know what I mean? When the stakes are high and you realize your capabilities and your lack of capabilities, you're going to operate a little different. Um, and I think that's what jujitsu does for people. It realizes like, you know, every, every guy, well, yeah, I, can, I can handle myself. You know, if I got in a, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I go to gym all the time. No problem. Uh, and then you go to your first jujitsu class and you're like, oh shit. Like this is not, <laughs> I'm in trouble. This is not, I don't, I don't know. And, and I'll be honest with you. A lot of people can't handle it. I believe that steel doesn't fight back barbells yeah. yes. and you know uh, and i listen <laughs> and i'm not and i'm not discounting powerlifting i'm not discounting any other sport because you know what like do what makes you happy because life is short oh yeah they all have their own yes. little and, niches and but just because you're a powerlifter don't think you can beat everyone's yeah, ass all and the even jujitsu guys i know jujitsu guys are like man you're out of like what are you doing like you're out of shape like i know you're black belt but like Come on, man. And that was like, <laughs> I tell you what, it was, uh, and, and to kind of shift the, the, the topic, but um, that's always been my greatest fear. I was like, I always told myself, like, I'm never, I'm never going to be that guy, that black belt where my gut's hanging over my black belt. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to be, I want to be engaged as long as possible. I want to be, I want to be, I'm going to be on the mat. I'm going to be given a hundred percent every single time I step on that mat because I owe it to the mat and I owe it to, and I say jujitsu in, in, you know, kind of a pejorative, but, um, I just, I, you know, I meet so many people. I meet so many people and even in the jujitsu world where, you know, these guys are, 
they're in their 30s and they're like, yeah, well, I hurt my knee in high school and, uh, you know, I can't really move around or like, you know, oh, I'm old or, oh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not this or that. And I, I so don't, I don't think I guys don't, in their 30s are old, right? And that's exactly what I'm getting at. <laughs> okay. I'm you're, 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 <laughs> and I want to tell them and I don't tell them, you know, because like, it's hard to change people's mind when it comes to this stuff. But, um, you're 30. You have a lot of life left in front of you. I would hope and that so. is a long time to just say, yeah, pack it up. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Probably more time than you put in front of yourself. Um, I have a guy that trains with us that is in his mid 60s that and I when I say trains with us, I'm talking trains with us. I'm talking every round he's engaged. Now, Jeff is an anomaly. Yeah, he's not like your typical, you know, like 60 in mid 60s. Uh but it's an inspiration to everybody that that wants to start this journey. Um you know, there's a famous quote and and it's been said many times, many ways, but the best time to plant a tree was a hundred years ago or today. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Change the past. Well, yeah. You change, you, change it, now. It, and, and there's so many different ways to say it, but it's like, um, you can be whoever you want to be. And, and jujitsu is a great example of that like, uh, whatever misconceptions you have of yourself, like they're whatever, they're whatever they are. And, and I think, you know, in talking about like social media and the internet today, it's one of the limitations of it because you're stuck to a certain identity, right? When you're on Facebook and you're friends with everybody you went to high school with and everybody knows you as this person, you know, maybe you were a knucklehead in high school. Maybe you were like a slob in high school. Maybe you were a slacker. Um, maybe you were a jock, maybe whatever you were in high school. We all know that life after high school is... <laughs> a wild ride <laughs> and whoever you were in high school was a blink like a little blip in time yeah, i used and to it, think i'd like i used to like i mean i just want to go back to high school and like give speeches and be like all this shit the next four years yes. you guys are doing doesn't matter yes have have fun not too much fun yeah yes. <laughs> don't get like, thrown what? in jail graduate c's b's a pluses if yes. you really want to whatever yeah won't matter <laughs> but it, 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 in, in some regard it it limits um it limits what people think they're capable of right because you see all these people that you knew and you know and i i go through it with my own life uh you know i meet i see people that i knew years and years ago years ago that knew me as a musician that are just like, what are you doing? Like karate now or something? Yeah, I, so they're I, like, I touch it's on like that. Mike, the guitarist me. that is now doing like karate. You know what I mean? Or vice <laughs> karate. versa. Karate. Yeah. I always say that. No disrespect <laughs> to karate. Much, I really respect it. But, um, um, and vice versa. So like, you know, the jujitsu guys that I know that, that I know and love, I'm, you're, you're somebody different in everybody's frame of reference of you. Um, but you can you can change that as much as you want. You know what I mean? And I always tell people to think about like think about if you if you packed everything up, like cut the internet off and move to a new town, like who would you be there? You know what I mean? What perception would everybody have without all this other stuff you've ever right. done? You know what I mean? So you could technically do that at any time. So like make the most of it and 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 when people get a hold of me about training and stuff like that, I think too many people have a misconception and I would, I would implore everybody 
to reach out because you don't know what you're capable of. Everybody has this in them. If you're, if you have breath in your lungs, if you wake up every day, you have a capacity to be great. You do. And I, and I don't mean to get like kind of woo woo with it, but if Jiu-Jitsu's <laughs> taught me anything, it's the fact that, that I tell you what, when I won that fight to win fight, it was a culmination of everything I've done in the last like decade or so. And it was, it was so big to me because I never really thought of myself as like, I'm not a good competitor. I'll never be a good competitor. And I, if you can prove yourself wrong, it's such a powerful tool. And I think everybody has the capacity to prove themselves wrong and to, and to be, to be the person they want to be. I and totally agree with that. You just have to find the avenue and put the time in and commit, commit Absolutely. to what you're doing. Well, that's, I think it, it, you know, everyone, not everybody, but a, a big problem is everyone is so concerned about who they are to everybody else mm. and whatever, like you talked about your friends from high school and mm -hmm. being locked in there. Like yeah. you, you have to be this certain person, yes. to everybody. And, they want to be somebody else or whatever. And, and more than likely, those people don't really see you that way. Yes. Regardless. Yes. <laughs> you know I mean? They barely see you at all. Exactly. So it, it, to me, it really goes down to, and I've experienced myself, is you have to forget about your past before everybody else will. Yes. So, you know, make your own destiny. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and even to further your point, like, you know, and, and this is an entire different conversation, but like, surround yourself with people that are, you know, help you set the standard of who you want to be. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, if you do that, then you can really transform yourself into whoever you want to be. I remember talking to Tony and listening to his achievements and what he's not only achievements because he's the type of guy that doesn't live in achievements. He lives in aspirations that's for and sure it's it's, he a, doesn't, it's not about doesn't what get there done. and stop he just keeps on it's going not about what you've done it's about what you're doing yeah and it's those type of people you have to surround yourself with if you want to grow as an individual and i think um you know jujitsu is a small little kind of cross section of that but it's a it's a catalyst for growth in a lot of people you're you know, a lot of people that I, I've, I've trained and that I've trained with have like, um, they've went on to compete and they win a competition, you know, and it might not mean much to some people, but to them, it's, it's the world. And it's, um, it's a level of validation that they didn't know they had, or they didn't know they were capable of. Right. So that maybe they were signing up for this to be, um, as a weight loss thing, you know what I mean? I want to get in better shape. Maybe it was something they saw on UFC and they were like, oh, I'm playing. I, <laughs> yeah. If I had a dollar for everybody that signed up, there was like, I'm going to do MMA soon. I'm like, okay, well, let's just, let's at least start with jujitsu. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll say at least I'm smart enough to know at least about myself. Like, like Mike Tyson once said, mm -hmm. everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. Yes. And MMA, I'm like, I look, I'm like, that's really badass, but I don't want to get punched yes, in the face. Yes. I am good. M Thank you. MMA <laughs> is not a sport that you should dabble in. <laughs> no. Because yeah. there's going to be somebody, in, and you brought up Tyson, but Tyson's a great example when he says, like, when when uh, Tyson was asked if he wanted his kids to box, and he said uh, no, and they asked him why, and he said, because you're going to run into somebody like me, somebody <laughs> yeah. with nothing to lose. Yep. And... 
it's a different it's a different avenue because the as you progress to MMA um the consequences and Joe Rogan you bring him up a lot but Joe Rogan says it best where it's like it's high level problem solving with dire consequences yeah I like that and quote. uh and the same can be said about jujitsu but jujitsu is toned down enough where you're still getting all you're still getting all of the positive aspects of it. All the problem solving without yes. quite as much consequence. Yes. Now, <laughs> I will say, once you get to the high level of jiu-jitsu, um, I'll be honest with you, it's brutal. When I go and do like comp rounds with other black belts or even my the, the guys that push me at my gym, and, and everybody pushes me in a different way at my gym, but if you're going competition rounds like it's it's blood man it's it's tough and i don't think a lot of people understand that because they think of jujitsu like oh there's no striking it's easy you know what i mean it's 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 easy and anybody that's ever trained at a gym that um um that goes hard i think the the expression and and uh and jujitsu that's pop popular now is uh and i'm probably butchering it but it's everyday pojada and it just means like like every day hard as you can go like like flat out not this isn't a this isn't a country club this isn't a <laughs> this isn't we're not just in here hanging out we're not going through the motions we're getting in here and we're trying to kill each other and we're doing it to try to make each other better i mean at the end of the day that's what you're doing but um well it's it seems like it's uh it's just talking about whether it be jujitsu or Whatever, whatever your you avenue find, is you yeah know, it, you, it's your therapy <laughs> oh my gosh you know, yes it, yeah, people I, find absolutely. therapy in different things yeah. or, or different amounts of different therapy mm -hmm. and different things and um you know it, it kind of goes back you know you like music for instance could be therapy yes. and all these different things yes um, it still is it right still is. um real quick can we take a potty break yeah no and i said totally. potty yes yeah, i do um i know how long